Come on. Welcome to Money Savage, a savage approach to personal finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Eric Roberge. Eric, are you ready to do this? I'm ready, George. Excellent. Here we go. Let's do this. Eric is a CFP and the founder of Beyond Your Hammock, a fee-only fiduciary planning firm in Boston. He has been named as one of the best financial advisors in Boston, a top 10 CFP under 36, a top 100 most influential financial advisor by Investopedia, and a top 10 young advisor to watch by FA Magazine, which is Financial Advisor Magazine. I'm excited to have you on. Eric, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why it is you do what you do. Sure, that sounds great. Uh, personal life has been exciting lately. I just got married back in June. Congratulations. And yes, now I get to spend uh, my time with my beautiful wife in Boston. Um, summer's been great, too, so the the weather's been gorgeous. We've been at the beach. We've been up in New Hampshire at the, the lake, Lake Winnipesaukee. Um of course, being in Boston, that, that's where I live. I'm in Massachusetts. Um, I've been in here my entire life, really. Travel outside of it, but have never lived outside of it. And um, I guess from a business perspective, I graduated from a very entrepreneurial business school, which was Babson College in Massachusetts, and studied financial finances and accounting, but really had the business startup startup type atmosphere at my fingertips the entire time I was there and little did I know that it seeped into my blood and and gave me you know the the impetus to, to go where I'm going right now nice um, so so the business itself is a financial planning firm I help professionals in their 30s and their 40s do more with their money by really focusing on their cash flow their goals and then starting to make smart decisions about that money down the road I love it and that is a good time obviously if, if we could get to to toddlers and help them get good money habits that will be better but certainly <laughs> certainly young professionals when they're getting started and starting to make more money uh, it's an exciting time because they're able to buy more things, but a really, really important time to to get their cash flow and all those things in order, right? Yeah. I mean, the the, the sooner you do that, the sooner you understand and, and actually stop ignoring it, the, the sooner you're going to get somewhere and realize that you can actually live well today and still plan responsibly at the same time. It's not an either-or proposition. Do you think that that's one of the things that stops people from – from maybe getting started with with budgeting, it's this is going to put a put a uh, sort of a throw throw a wet blanket on my fun. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like if I start focusing on my money, <laughs> I'm going to make myself wrong for spending too much of it, and then I'm not going to have as much fun, which is completely not true. The word budget itself makes people shiver. Yeah. I mean, really, it's a spending plan. Plan your spending well, and you can then save. And still enjoy yourself. Yeah, that's a that's that's certainly a good way to look at it. Is is to look at it as a spending plan, but it, it is certainly a trigger word. There's there's no choice <laughs> about that. So, and it's it's kind of a big. I mean, it's a big question, but and 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 maybe that's just it. But what is an area that, from your experience, if people were able to make an improvement, would help them get the most out of it? 
I think it's just from a bigger picture, it's it's stop focusing on things that you can't control. There's this great uh, Venn diagram, you know, those the two circles that overlap. Um, and it's Carl Richards, this guy, Carl Richards, he's a financial guy. Uh, and he wrote it. And one of the circles says things that matter. And the other one says things you can control. So it's where those two things overlap, things that matter and that you can control is where everybody should be spending their time because that's where you're going to see the biggest bang for your buck. So stop talking about the stock market and what Trump or the world is going to do to it and start focusing on saving money because that's in your control. I love that. And I'm, I'm, I'm extremely excited that you brought that to, to, to my attention because that's a, that's, that's really an excellent way to look at it because people do focus way too well. In my opinion, people focus way too much on things which are far beyond their control in, in every aspect of the life. So, yeah. yes. <laughs> I recently heard a, a, a great quote by Jack Cornfield that was um, tend to the part of your garden that, that you can reach. So, really mm-hmm. focus on the parts of your life that you have access and, 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 and control too. Why, yes. why do you think that people focus on the other stuff? <sighs> I don't know. It's it's just the emotions that are like they get so obsessed with the the emotional triggers out there, and and they start just just thinking and, and feeling more than taking actions. And you could sit there all day long and stew over something that you're upset about, but what is that going to really do for you besides get you more upset about that thing? Do you think that? Do you think that people? spend enough time really considering what's most important to them? I don't think so. That's a, that's a really good point. I think that directly relates to what I do with clients in that people live their lives a lot of times, not everybody, people a lot of times live their lives the way they think they should live them because they've seen it on TV because their parents tell them that's how it should be. You know, spend like a like a professional athlete, like that's how you enjoy yourself. You should go on vacation to this place that is so expensive because that's what people do when they're successful and that's how you have a good time. We've actually done that, right? We've been, my wife and I have been two places that are all inclusive and we just thought that would be the most fantastic thing to do for a week. We were bored out of our minds by day five because <laughs> those stupid coconut drinks, we've had enough. We've had enough of those things. We're more active people, so we didn't want to sit by a pool. We wanted to do active things, and guess what? Active things are cheap to do because it involves hiking in the mountains. So you just got to understand what it is that where you extract value in your life. Focus there, and a lot of times it's really not all that expensive to get that value out of your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that that's definitely true. And while I sort of hate the term be intentional about things, it's maybe the best way to uh, – to describe it, to really understand what it is that you value individually and then as a family and, and, and then focus on those things, which is pretty common sense, but sometimes we need to be reminded of that. So, yeah. From what, what do you find that, that people have a hard time doing that if they were able to start doing it would get them more or get them closer to where they want to be? Well, um, and I think I, I don't want to harp on the, the cash flow thing, but if people could just start paying attention 
to where their money goes, that's going to get them closer to where they want to be. Because oftentimes, where they want to be it involves some sort of financial investment. I want to be in a bigger house. I want to be able to take more vacations. I want to start my own business. All these things are available, but you have to plan for them. And in order to plan for them, you probably have to save for them. And in order to save for them, you have to focus on your cash flow. So as much as as much as it's 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 that repetitive thing and it's it's not all that sexy, it's the baseline. It's the it's the baseline for a business, it's the baseline for personal finance. That cash flow mechanism is what drives everything else in your financial life. And it, it really it's not the most exciting thing to talk about, but it's probably the most fundamentally important. And you live in Boston, so are you a Patriots fan? <laughs> I'm an all bots Boston okay. sports so, fan. You know, whether you like the Patriots or, or 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 you hate them, I think that they are an excellent example of absolutely mastering the fundamentals. Mm. And once an organization or a family or a company is able to master fundamentals, then they can start focusing on the smaller things and get really good at them. The flip side of that coin is a franchise which is not very successful like the Cleveland Browns, for example. Sorry, Cleveland Brown fans. <laughs> but they don't have the fundamentals down at all, so they continue to, to, to not be successful. Do you think that's a, a, a decent metaphor? I think it's a great metaphor. And the fact that we're talking about the Patriots is going to turn off my wife because she's from Atlanta. <laughs> mm. And I had to sit through that game a couple of years ago with the Falcons and just hold my breath. I couldn't say a word. <laughs> yeah, I, I imagine that was kind of a rough game for the for the uh, for the relationship there. So bittersweet. All right, so so what what conversations are, do you find that people avoid, and what conversation do people really need to have? They, I think, people avoid the conversations about things that they're worried about, or that seem overwhelming to actually answer. So, I mean, in, in my world, conversations about saving for retirement or college tuition, um, how much life insurance or disability insurance do I need? Like these things are just kind of like, I don't want to talk about them because I don't even know how to figure out if and what I need. How much house should I afford? And I say should because what you can and should afford are two completely different things, especially depending on how you want to live your life. Um, it's those questions that are just seemingly insurmountable because you don't know where to start that people completely avoid. And that's going to be very detrimental to your success down the road. Yeah, talking about making a housing decision. And if you buy a house, you know, my goodness, you're you're locking yourself in for probably a minimum of 15 years, but most commonly probably 30 years. And I don't know what the, the average home value is or the cost of living in Boston, but I'm sure it's very, very, very high. That must be one of the most important conversations you have with people. Yeah. I mean, you nailed it there. As far as Boston, it's always ranked in the top five most expensive places to live in the United States. And the real estate values, not unlike other places like New York and San Francisco, um, are really going through the roof. And because of that, everybody that owns is saying this is the best thing in the world. And everybody that doesn't own says, I need to buy and realistically, it's probably a bad time to buy in Boston right now. So talking people off of that ledge um, is one of the things that I do with my clients is to make sure that they understand that this is probably the biggest 
purchase they'll ever make and certainly the biggest one they've made to date and they don't have to make it that's the biggest thing you don't have to buy you can buy and there's ways to plan for it but you don't have to do it i'm <laughs> this conversation comes up so much that i write about it i talk about it it's 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 a big deal for sure and that's such a tricky thing um there's emotions that are going to that the psychology that goes into it um so i certainly wish wish you luck in those conversations so <laughs> how how do you think that 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 people should get started is it obviously the the sooner the better but is it you educate yourself first you find an advisor what's in, in, if, if you could design a perfect process for people getting started with with doing financial planning, what would that be? Yeah, I think it is. It's just as simple as taking one step at a time, because then you can take another step. And as much as it's scary to move forward when you don't necessarily have a guaranteed road to take, you actually learn more from any mistakes that you make than from the successes that you have. So. Don't don't be afraid of making those mistakes early on because they're probably not going to be all that big of mistakes if you're just starting with a financial planning conversation. You know, you're not going to be, oh, I have, I have a million dollars. Let me just make a decision on where to invest this million dollars. That's that's probably down the road somewhere, right. hopefully. So it's not going to make too big of a, an impact. And, and just taking the actions will help you. So reading a ton is going to really give you some overall perspective. But know that most things on the internet um, are garbage, and there are some great resources. But you have to understand the source of the information that you're reading, and that's why you, I would say, then the next step would be to reach out to an expert, reach out to a certified financial planner who acts as a fiduciary to clients, uh, who is fee only and doesn't sell commissionable products, because they are going to give you the most objective, comprehensive advice that you're going to find from a financial planning perspective. Got it. I like it. What are some of the, uh, aside from people overspending on real estate, what what are some of the signs that that you see that typically indicate that people aren't good for good 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 with their money? Ah, yes, that actually was just in an article somewhere, if it was Business Insider or CNBC. But signs that you're not good with your money. One of them is there's always something that comes up that prevents you from saving money. We all know that we don't, you know, there's going to be pop-up expenses that you're going to get a car accident. You're going to have a medical bill. You're going to have things that come through that you can't foresee. But the thing is that with these unknowns, what we can know is that we are going to deal with these unknowns constantly. So if you don't have a buffer built into your budget that says miscellaneous, then you're always going to be in a position where you're not having enough money to save, which is a telltale sign that you're just living above your means. And that just doesn't work. Yeah, I think that that's excellent advice. Are there, uh, are there common mistakes that you find that people make which are pretty easy to fix? Specifically around what we were just talking about, like, the, the, the cash flow conversation or just in general with just, their just money? in general, yeah. Well, I think missing out on basic things like not taking advantage of any money that your employer is willing to provide you, i.e. the matching contribution on your 401k or 
not understanding what a health savings account is because the employer might actually give you money to put into that health savings account if you just open one with a high deductible health insurance plan. Like there is, there's a lot of places to access additional funds, but you have to be aware of the people who are looking to give that to you. And a lot of times it is your employer. So paying attention to your benefits plan, one of those things like, oh God, it's open enrollment season again. We got to deal with these benefits. No, these are great <laughs> things. They're cheaper. They're free. Sometimes people will give you money for participating in them. Pay attention to what those things are because you're probably going to benefit from them. Yeah, I think that people make so many mistakes when it does come to their employee benefits because they get that packet and it's this massive amount of information and their brains just kind of draw, draw a big blank and, and nothing happens. So, Got it. Well, Eric, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Well, here's the key. So we've been talking about saving money. The thing is, though, when you are saving your money, focus on the percentage of money you save as it pertains to your gross income per year. Because that's rather than the dollar amount. Because that way, you're going to be able to understand how well you're doing throughout the years. For example, if you're making $50,000 a year right now and you save $12,000 a year, that's pretty sweet. I think that's like 24% of your gross income. Now, if you're still saving $12,000 a year when you're making $250,000 a year, that's terrible. That's about 4.8% of your income. So as long as you keep track of the percentage that you save, and ideally you target 20 to 30% if you really want to do well for yourself, that's going to allow you to adjust the dollars saved over time. And that's a key factor especially when it comes to increasing income down the road. That is great stuff. That definitely gets it. Come on. Come on. So, Eric, <laughs> thank, thank you for that. Thank you for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? Well, you can head to my website at www.beyondyourhammock.com. The blog is consistently updated, uh, at least monthly there. Um, so a lot of good perspective and tips you can find. Uh, you can also find me on Twitter at Beyond finances. Excellent. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Eric your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Go to beyondyourhammock.com, follow him on Twitter, check out his blog, and I will list all those locations in the notes of the show. Thank you again, Eric. George, thank you. This has been fun. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we're all in this together. What's up, Savage Nation? Please support the show by subscribing, leave us a review, and definitely feel free to share us with somebody you think would like it. Come on!